1: someone else to come in and do what? Fix the vinyl siding or retile your bathroom to a beautiful tile finish uh, that gets cut specifically right to the tub and then you you tiled your whole, your bathroom. That's what you did, what he had suggested to begin with.
2: This is the plaintiff, Andres Murillo Chacon. He says he works at Disney World as a plumber and was hired by the defendants as a side job to remove and install a new bathtub. He was paid for his work, then the defendants stopped payment. He did a good job and deserves the $1,050.10 he's owed for the job. That's why he's suing so suing. These are the Defendants Brandy and Laz. Brandy says once they removed some bracing wood after the job was completed, they noticed a branch gap between the wall and the new tub. This was a shoddy job by an inexperienced plumber. And if anyone's owed money, it's them. They're accused of stopping payment. The defendants have filed a countersuit for $563.63 for additional monies needed to fix the plaintiff's job.
3: All parties, please raise your right hands.
2: What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum. The People's Court.
3: People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Lamb is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome.
1: Okay, Mr. Murillo, what do you do for a living?
4: I do uh, plumbing, construction work, renovations.
1: Okay, all right. And uh, how were you contacted by Ms. Brandy and Mr. Laz?
4: I was doing, um, we were doing a big uh, plumbing project for Disney, and one of the supervisors of the company for the one that we worked his name is Jose. Um, he know me for a while. Um, he, he asked me for kind of a little help because these people, they had a, a leak on the second floor.
1: How did, ha, Brandy and Laz, how did you know Jose? Um,
5: he's a contractor that we use to do some work on our downstairs bathroom.
1: Okay, so he tells you, I'm not a plumber, I can recommend a plumber, and he recommends Mr. Murillo, right? All right. Now, Mr. Mudia, what were you hired to do at Brandy and Laz's house?
4: Oh, I was hired to replace a bathtub.
1: Okay. Is there anything in writing between you guys regarding exactly what you got hired for? Was there a written contract? No. Is that accurate? Ms. Brandy and Mr. Laz, Is no written contract? Okay. So you go in there and what do you do? When well, uh, not just replace a bathtub? They had a leak, right? Like you were seeing, Ms. Brandy, you were seeing the, the ceiling... Was bubbling or something? Tell me about that. How did you know you had a leak?
5: What was the evidence of leak? There was a water bubble in between
1: the, the tub liner and the original tub. Okay. So the
5: tub had a blister.
1: A blister. Okay, that's a good yes. way to put it. All right, Mr. Murillo, so go on. So you were there to replace the tub, and I presume the liner and, and you know, fix the plumbing issue, right?
4: Exactly. So from the first day, I remember that I recommend Lazaro or Lazarus, uh, that the best way to work on that top was replace a whole wall, because um, for me to replace a, the the bathtub, we have to remove the
1: wall. When we're so talking we about a wall, and... let's hold on one second. When we're talking about a wall, we're talking about a vinyl, like those vinyl prefab walls. The vinyl wall that you see there—that is the vinyl wall. It looks like tile, but it's vinyl wall. Okay. And you yes. told them that they should that they should do what? Tile it?
4: Yes. They said, or he actually told me that they didn't want to spend a lot of money at that moment. So he told me, no, we we want to reuse the whole wall, the whole vinyl, and we want to try to reuse all whole faucets and replace the tub. So they provide the, they provide the materials, and I was just going to do the labor. Um,
1: Who picked out the labor. tub? Uh, did. They did. You guys picked out the tub, Ms. Brandy? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes, ma'am. What happens? Um, you put in the tub, and then there's, according to them, there's a gap. Uh, they say it's an inch and a half. You say it's an inch. Uh, and then you tell them, just grout this. Why didn't you just grout it? Because it's kind of strange to leave it. And these are, these, um, they're complaining because this is falling off of the wall, the shelf. Why is that falling off of the wall?
4: Okay. Uh, they're saying that there is a little gap that we can grout. This is what happened. So we were supposed to, or we were hired to do the tub. We didn't get hired to fix walls or even uh, rebuild the wall. Ah, now's where, uh,
1: this is where, this is where a contract would come in handy, wouldn't it? Where I can see exactly what he was hired to do, right? He says he was only hired to install a tub. Did you ever warn them that reusing a used vinyl wall might be a problem?
4: Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, that's, I've been doing so many, so many badges like that before, like many, many. And this is the first time in my life that I, I get requests to use like the whole wall, you know, like all vinyl. Uh, to do okay. the job like correct, right, you have to uh, build the wall new and then you're going to have 100% finish like a good looking finish, you know?
1: Yeah. That? On that night when he hands over the tub with the vinyl wall up, do you pay him? I did. I asked him about, you know,
5: we went up and we looked at the bathroom. Um, I asked about the gap. He says, oh, you know, it's no problem. Just fill it in with caulk and then in in 24 hours you can take the wood off the wall. So I, I wasn't thrilled about that, but I said, well, all right, we just want to be done with this. We've been waiting for 10 days. You know, you told us it would be three to four days and now it's been 10 days. So, okay. So yes, at that point, uh, we went downstairs and I paid him the amount that we had agreed on, which was 1,200.
1: And then what do you do a few days later and why? Three days later, we left the wall,
5: the, the wood on the wall for three days so that the glue could dry. He told us only 24 hours. We pulled the, the wood down and you saw the, the two by fours that he had propped up in there. Um, the wall starts coming away, the, the vinyl. Um, you know, and, and you can see all of that in there we eventually we had somebody else come back and, and look at it and they said you know the gap that that was left in there once we took the wall down we we found that he had ripped out um uh a line of tile at the bottom near the near the tub and instead of sealing that in with the correct uh wall board for for water areas he just oh, right. took um uh, scrap drywall and Nailed it to the frame and then used little dots of silicone caulk. and you can see the white dots on the over the brown, the old brown glue, and just that's what he tried to glue the wall back on with. So of course it didn't stay.
1: Okay. Okay, but and here's my question to you. you You hired someone else to come in and do what? Fix the vinyl to- siding or retile your bathroom to a beautiful tile finish. Uh, that gets cut we, specifically right to the tub, and then you t- you tiled your whole your bathroom. That's what you did. What he had suggested to begin with, rather than reuse the he vinyl, never, no, because that can no, never. never suge- I'm sorry, he never suggested that to
5: us. He he insisted that once he because he didn't even realize that the the vinyl wall was was vinyl. He thought it was tile at first, and once I explained, no, 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 this is vinyl. What did he say? What made
1: you what What made you think What made you think that um, he thought it was tile?
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly thirty years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
5: He said he had to remove the bottom border where the towel meets the tub to uh, remove the old tub and that he would put some Okay, so that wasn't towel. a
1: surprise. I got it. So then when you say he did that all wrong, you're not experts, so what expert testimony do you have for me to decide that he did that all wrong? Like, you're proclaiming I, it, I, but I, where's the evidence of it? I had the quote
5: for the repairs um, to the, fix it so
1: that the wall the Right, wall but is that sealed. doesn't. I, 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 I thought I saw that, and if I missed it, I apologize. So you elucidate me. Does the quote for the repairs say that he did something wrong, or is it just a quote to tile your bathroom?
5: It's a quote to repair the seal between the wall and the, the tub. All right, let's take a look at it. And you're on? By
1: the way, who did you get to, to do the repair work, according to you?
5: Jose Luis. The guy that recommended him.
1: Jose, the guy who recommended him. Does anybody have an affidavit from Jose? No. No. Anybody have Jose's testimony? Can I hear from Jose?
5: I can try to give him a call.
1: Okay, see if you can get Jose on the line. I'm very interested in hearing from Jose. Can you put him on speaker?
5: Yes, ma'am. Hold on a second.
1: Okay. Hi, Jose. How you doing? Good. This is Judge Milian from the People's Court. I have some questions for you that I just wanted you to answer, you know, honestly and to the best of your ability. uh, Do you agree to do that with us? Sure. Excellent. Can we have him sworn in, please, Douglas? Absolutely,
3: Your Honor. If I could, please, let me get you to raise your right hand. You solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God.
1: Yes. Thank you, my dear. All right, so I know that you referred Mr. Murillo as a plumber, so my question to you, Jose is part of their complaint is that uh, in putting back the vinyl wall, he didn't seal things appropriately. Is that accurate or is that not accurate?
7: It is, it is accurate based on what was behind it.
1: Okay. Was there a different, better way that he should have done it?
7: Actually,
6: the other way to do it is basically adding more work to the scope of work. In order to make the vinyl work, they had to add something more solid as a base because it will not glue back.
1: What was it he would have had to add that is more solid?
6: rock basically demolished the old tile that was behind the, the vinyl like we did and just fix it, you know, fix it with new durock, sealing this brand new with tile.
1: What would it cost to demolish that tile that was back there and put new du- Duroc, like you just said.
6: Mm-hmm. That's got to be around $650. $650. Okay. That's a, I And my yeah, next...
1: One. Okay. And I, I know you're not a plumber, but you do do contracting work. Typically speaking, what should it cost to install a tub?
6: No less than 1200
1: 1200
6: Yeah. Okay. Not less than that, okay. Sure.
1: Thank you, Jose. You've been very, very helpful. Okay? No
6: problem. Well,
1: Thank you. We're gonna let you go. You can right. hang up with them. Thank you, my dear. Okay. All right, folks. So, according to Jose, the average cost to put in a tub, with all of the plumbing work that needed to be done, plus the the the, the demolition beforehand, is about twelve hundred bucks, which is what this fellow was charging you. According to the to Mr. Murillo, it was never in the ball game that he was supposed to do anything but do you the courtesy of putting back your old vinyl thing. It wasn't up to him to, you know, do do right. He's a plumber. It wasn't up to him to seal this. and You guys were trying to save money, and so he was going to put it back up, and that's it. So he's not supposed to do it to any great specifications because that was like an add-on. According to you, heck no. We want to be able to use the tub, and this is going to cause us a problem in the future. So he, he didn't deliver what we paid him to deliver. I, you know, he did a Mickey Mouse job. I would like to know if anyone has any evidence to buttress their position that you hired him to redo your bathroom versus reinstall a tub, which is what he keeps saying.
5: Your Honor, when he came and looked at the job, he said that he would have to uh, remove the first layer of, t- uh, of towel around the tub um, so he can gain access to the- Okay, you're repeating yourself.
1: Old- I, 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 under- right, I understand that because that's the only way you're gonna be able to rip out a tub. OK, did you, by the way, Mr. Moody, hold on. Did you put mm-hmm. drywall as opposed to duroc? Yes. OK, their complaint is, why are you putting drywall? Because drywall isn't impermeable, duroc is. Is that accurate?
4: Actually, on that part of the wall, that doesn't get wet. That is really, really good seal. Oh, stop,
1: stop, 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 stop. Mm-hmm. That's right... Okay, that's right above the tub. I don't know about that. All right, let's discuss something, Miss Brandy and Mr. Laz. Other than repeating yourselves, do you have any written verification that describe the scope of the work? Not your complaints later to PayPal. Texts or emails before he does a job that would show me, prove to me, what the scope of the work was supposed to be. No, no, I've submitted
5: everything I have.
1: Okay, now you ended up contesting with PayPal and requested a $700 refund of the $1,200 that you had paid him. So that he ends up for demolishing and installing your tub and, and getting the plumbing right away, he ends up getting only $500. That's what you guys did. So how did you come up with deciding that uh, out of $1,200 that you willingly paid him the day before, you would then um, demand $700 back from PayPal?
5: But well, it was three days later after, you know, waiting to let the glue dry and everything fell down um, that, you know, I'm sorry, stop. Did have...
1: everything fall down or it was separate?
8: It,
9: it started so separating. The
5: wall came, was coming off of the original wall.
1: Okay. Do you have, do you so, have pictures of that? Looks like all I've got is a picture of the, the um, shelving that's coming away. Let's look at that. I do see the picture of the shelving moving away. What I'd like to know, Mr. Murillo, is... You receive word from PayPal that she has contested the charge. Did you ever receive word from them? Had they ever told you, hey, you know, we're very unhappy, this thing is falling down? Did they ever contact you? No. Okay. So you get word for the first time through PayPal, and what do you do? You try texting them and asking, what's the problem?
4: Yes, I try to call, and then try
1: to text. Why didn't you respond to PayPal? Because
4: I don't think that I'm going to... I'm not going to get anywhere with them. You know, I don't think that... That's not true. That's
1: not true. That's not (laughs) true. If you explain our only contract was for this, this is what I did and this is what I tried, you know, they might have ruled for you. Don't do that again. Stand up for yourself beforehand. You can save yourself the agita of trial. My role is to decide what putting in a tub is worth because when you get right down to it, oh, and let's look, you did end up tiling it. You hired Jose to tile it, and now it's beautiful. Right? This is how the tub looks now, because you had it nicely tiled. And then let's discuss your counterclaim, where you are exactly suing him for the labor of tiling the new bathroom. Right? Here's what's going to happen. On your counterclaim against him, zero. And on his claim against you, why is it that you're suing as though your bill had been 1500 when your bill was only $1,200, Mr. Moudini? Um
4: Because... When I went to see the, the the top and the work and everything that involved the demolition and everything, I gave them 1500 for the original price. So they called me back and they told me, ah, oh, it's a little too much. We would like to see if you can do it for 1200
1: I know. I what entitles you to now decide that it's 1500 It's kind of funny because, because you... you- You don't have a contract for $1,500, do you? You gave them a discount. You're just mad now that you gave them a discount because they ended up stiffing you, and I don't blame you. All right, so here we are. They ended up contesting $700. They cost you $15 in PayPal fees. I have to decide what is the value of just replacing a tub because we don't know what your contract was. So the judge has to sit here and say, all right, We know that what he did of value was put in the tub. The whole wall thing was a catastrophe, using the vinyl thing. So what's the value of what he did do? Demolition, removal of debris, installing a tub, reattaching the plumbing, fixing the leak, yada, yada, yada. And what is the best evidence of what that is worth? Your witness, Jose, who says that that alone is worth $1,200. So I am going to order you, Mr... Laz, and Ms. Brandy, to pay the defendant $700 plus the $15 of PayPal fee for a sum total judgment in favor of the plaintiff in the amount of $715 and on your counterclaims zero. In the future, when you do construction work, I highly recommend that all of your expectations be put on paper, okay? $715 for yes. the plaintiff.
8: Let's talk to Brandy and Laz now. Uh, What's your feeling right now? Uh,
5: don't, re- don't really have anything for you. I
8: mean, it, you know. It's- well, the bottom line is you really didn't have a spelled out contract. Do you understand that? Not not everything yeah, you correct. wanted was, was written down. So you left a lot up to the judge to have to decide for herself. Am I right? Understand. All right. Uh, let's talk to the plaintiff now. You know, you've learned something, too. The judge says you need a written contract. Yes, sir. So let me ask you just blatantly, what have you learned from this whole experience?
4: <laughs> um, I will have to be uh, a little more organized with contract uh, next time. So sometimes you just feel that the people will be honest with you, but you really never know who's gonna be there or they're gonna be willing to pay you at the end or not. So I shouldn't be trust no more. And I gotta be like more strict with the contract and. Um, yeah, be more organized with those papers.
8: Well, if you've learned that, you've learned a very valuable lesson. So good for you. Congratulations. It is. Okay. Well, that'll bring the
3: case to a close. Let's see what Harvey has to say. Harvey? So, Doug, the judge said that these contracts should be in writing, and I want to explain why. Uh, You've heard the expression, the devil is in the details. Well, that is the case here, because you need to be as specific as possible about what the job requires, what should be done, how much it costs. If you don't do that, you are asking for a lawsuit.
2: Hey, Judge Marilyn, where did you and John meet?
1: I'm laughing because, God bless my mother, who's 95 glorious years old, she asks that how many times?
2: Uh, If we're at her house for an hour, she probably asks it three or four times.
1: At least three or four times. Right. 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 Um, So, John and I met at happy hour, at a bar like every other guy I ever met, at a bar, and... um, and it was a Friday after Thanksgiving, Yeah. And, uh, and a lot of state attorneys and U.S. attorneys, I was a state attorney at the time, a right. state prosecutor, and you were a federal prosecutor. That used to be a
2: really big night for that bars. That was a big night. Friday.
1: Friday was a big <laughs> night. Um, and uh, there was a, friend, a mutual friend of our standing between you and I, and I was checking you out. And I hit my friend and right. said, Danny, Danny. Danny, who's now,
2: who's now the mayor of Miami Danny, Beach. Danny, who
1: is now the mayor of Miami Beach, but was a U.S. attorney. Right. Danny, Danny, introduce me to your friend. What? Right. What? Oh, Marilyn John, John Marilyn. But right. he goes, he tells everybody, I set them up. That's, right. that's right. what right. Danny says. <laughs> that's what Mayor Gelbert says. Right. But anyway, we talked all night. We, uh, there was and a then,
2: little spark there. There was
1: a lot of spark there. Saying. And then you wouldn't ask me out.
2: I, I, I did. I got around to it. And remember that... Two
1: months later... <laughs>
2: These are the plaintiffs, Chioma Ovalumo and Ifoma Oguina. They say they got a flat tire, and the defendant sent one of his guys to change the tire, and he put a donut-type thing on the car. Next day, the tire came unhinged, and the donut flew off, damaging the car. Something awful. They're suing for $2,737.20. The cost to repair the car. This is the defendant, Mike. He says he changed thousands of tires every year. Who knows how to bolt a tire onto a car? Thank you very much. No way. He's responsible. And he's not about to be blamed for something he didn't cause. He's accused of not tightening things up.
3: All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff claims... That she is lucky to be alive after the tire the defendant put in her car flew off and <laughs> almost killed her. She crashed as a result. The defendant saying he's changed thousands of tires. He knows what he's doing. It's the case of I'm a little bit loosey goosey. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Girl. Okay.
1: Um, Ms. Wellamo, you were driving, and was it Ms. Oguin's car? Yeah, that's my mom. Okay, I got you. All right, so tell me what happened.
6: Yeah, so pretty much I was driving, um, like most people, got a flat tire, um, was able to safely pull to the side of the road. Um, and I know myself, I can't change a tire, so that's why I have AAA. Um, but I tried to call them, and they said they don't go, because I was on I-80, and they don't go there. So then they said, the towing company, Um all right, so you reach out to them.
1: They came over. Now, you didn't actually go over yourself, right, uh, Mr. Mike? No, not me. You sent a driver.
9: Correct. But that's not the way how things are dispatched.
1: Oh, how are things dispatched?
9: So the only way that you can go out, and she wasn't on Route 80. She was on the Garden State Parkway. Um, but the only way for someone to do a service on the parkway is if someone's contracted. Only a handful of companies are contracted to do service on the parkway and it must be dispatched by the Turnpike Authority for you to go out there and do a service. So we were dispatched okay. directly so by the Garden State Parkway.
1: By the Turnpike Authority. Okay, I got you. Correct. All right, so in any event, I, I can see how memories might fade because this is, this ha- when did this happen? 2015? Exactly. And a lot has happened in my life. Okay. I'm into, I know, yes, there's been a lot of time. So they came and they, did you have a spare
6: in your car or no? Yes, I had the spare in my car. That was a donut that came with the
1: Volvo. The donut that came with the Volvo. All right, so now the donut, we call it a donut because it's smaller than a real tire, right, Mr. Mike? Yes. Correct. All right, and a donut is intended to be a very temporary fix, right? So they put the donut, you drive away, and what happens?
6: So as I'm driving, I hear a noise from my car. I don't know where it's coming from. All I know is that it was not there when I set out initially that day. It was not there prior or even during the time that my car got a flat tire. But it was a weird clanging noise and i thought okay let me just hurry on home because i don't know maybe this is how donuts are supposed to be so yeah
1: what time of the day or night was it when you got the donut put on
6: it was during the day i just remember it was light out for sure like probably why didn't you just
1: drive to why didn't you just drive somewhere and get the tire changed Directly from the way there. that
6: the noise was being made, I didn't really trust it. So, and I was like, "Well, about- you drove
1: all the way home. If oh. you, You're hearing the noise. Right. Why don't you pull over and call the tow company again, or call the port, of the, the 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 Turnpike Authority again? Instead, you drive all the way home, and Which what happens nearby. three days later?" Okay, well, then if it's really yeah. nearby, why, why didn't you go to a nearby tire store and get the tire changed right away?
6: Yeah, so when I, as soon as I got home, I made the appointment with Volvo to say, hey, I don't know what's going on in my car, but I want to bring it in as soon as possible. Um, so they gave me an appointment for the 12th. So that's three days later. I did not touch that car until I was getting ready to drive it to my appointment.
1: What ends up happening? You you uh, On your way to Volvo, what happens?
6: Yeah, so on my way to Volvo, you know, that weird noise is still going on. Um, you know, I'm driving in the left lane at the speed limit, but I'm not driving slowly. And all of a sudden, my car starts to, like, violently shake. Like, just all of a sudden shake. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? And then all of a sudden, I feel the left side of my car drop. And like bounce down, and then I hear a screech, and then, like in the split second, I'm like, okay, so let me try and pull this car over to the side. Um, I was kind of just in shock, but, and even though I was kind of horizontal on, you know, the highway, I like was able to get it to the side, and so then I turned my car off, came out, and I saw, oh, the donut is gone.
1: And your car had actually hit the pavement. Yes. Okay. All right. Let's look at uh, Mr. Mike, I would like to talk to you. According to the Volvo dealership, it is my opinion that spare tire installed by tow company on the Garden State Parkway was not installed properly and customer was driving and spare was loose, causing the spare tire to fall off and the vehicle to hit the ground, damaging aforementioned components. All right. Let me hear from you, and let me hear what your defense is. She wants you to pay almost $3,000 because she says all oh, this is your fault, your company's fault. Go ahead.
9: Sure. So as I said earlier, we're contracted with the Garden State Parkway. Um, only a handful of contractors are with are contracted with them. You have to meet very stringent requirements in order to tow for that roadway. And our number one priority to, to provide service for them is to get people off there as quickly and safely as possible. Um, so, th- if you have to keep in mind, we're working on the side of a shoulder. You see people flying by 70 miles per hour. Um, she happened to have a donut. We put the donut on and- um, So were you in a rush and did you roll. not
1: tighten everything because you're, you're in a big hurry to get her off the parkway? I mean, that's how you're sounding.
9: You have to picture the kind of scenario you're in on the side of a roadway. When you have cars whizzing by you 70 miles per hour, is that we yeah, have Yeah, it's very dangerous. Yeah. So we're not in, what I'm trying to say is we're not in a shop. We don't have the equipment to jack something up, to inspect the wheel, to see if there's any further damage. A donut is designed to go onto a vehicle to get you quickly and safely to your repair shop or to a point of safety. So the issue that we had here is that the wheel fell off three days after we performed service on the car. Now she claims that She didn't go anywhere for three days, but she didn't send us any kind of proof that she'd gone anywhere for three days. We have no idea. She could have been driving all over the state. She could have been going 80 miles an hour, which could have caused the wheel to come off. We have no idea. So the second reason why we couldn't claim liability for this is because she admitted that a sound was coming from this tire as she was driving home. Now, it's reasonable and logical for a person to know if they just had their tire changed and a sound is coming from the car, why did she make the conscious decision to drive that car again? If she would have called us up in that three-day time frame before she got into an accident and said, hey, you guys changed my tire, there could have been an issue with it. It's making a noise. I don't feel safe. Would you guys mind coming out to check me? You know, me? Ms. Ms.
1: Iwilumo, none of this would have happened if when you drove home, let's assume for a moment you didn't drive for three days. A donut shouldn't be on a car. No, hold on one second. I'll give you the floor in a moment. I'm in the middle of a question. Let's assume you didn't drive. and do A donut shouldn't be on a car for three days. You go from there to the tire shop, okay? Unless it's the middle of the night, then... Um, You go to the tire shop in the morning, but here's the thing that's bothering me. What's bothering me is you're hearing a noise on the way home, and you don't stop driving on it. Not only that, you don't call AAA to tow it from your house to Volvo. You drive it to Volvo if, in fact, you were on your way to Volvo, which is a big assumption that we're all making. But let's assume that that is completely true. You're driving it to Volvo when you've been hearing that it's making noise. I mean, that, that doesn't sound like a safe thing to do. And then the, it, it, you're, you just keep ignoring the noise. You drive home and keep ignoring it. Then you drive to Volvo and keep ignoring it. Now, I can take a minute and map this out and find out where your house is, where Volvo is, where your car wheel went off. But what's the point? If you're driving it and you know you're driving it, while it's making noise, who is that on? Why would that be on them? So the thing
6: is... If the people that just put this donut on, and I now I hear a sound, I wouldn't trust them again. I wouldn't stop a car and trust them to come back and do something different. Don't, so
1: don't. don't so don't. Why are you driving it? It's fine. Don't trust them. Call someone else or get off the parkway and then call AAA or drive home, because you made it home, and then have AAA tow it to Volvo. Why are you driving it again?
6: So I was five minutes away. I was five miles, you know, away from home at that point where I got my the donut placed on. And then, you know, I have never driven with a donut before. I, like, I don't know what Did it any? on. So I, like, hurry home okay. and we made the appointment. That was the soonest appointment they had.
7: Okay.
1: All right, let me hear from you, Mom. You're dying to say something. Go ahead.
7: Okay, the first thing I want to say is that Chioma was barely 21 years old at this time. So it's not the decision she made are probably not the decisions an experienced driver would have made. So she was a young girl, college student. She's never been in an accident. She's never had any problems. So I didn't expect her to have the experience to say okay this noise is probably coming from here let me go here so the did, when she came home she,
1: does she live with you and when she came home did yeah. she tell you the car's making noise
7: she i was the one who told her call volvo immediately she came home i said park this car don't touch it but i didn't think it was anything serious so i didn't even go to check out the car cuz you're not 21
1: you to- you did you did you're not 21 and um and so uh, like why didn't you didn't, and you have AAA why not just have AAA tow it to Volvo
7: We could have done that but like I said I didn't think it was anything serious at all I thought it was just okay little things you know just go to Volvo they'll check it out It did not cross my mind it had anything to do with the tires So you know little noise So if nobody thought it was a
1: big deal maybe people were driving it for 3 days No, no, no. I mean, it's 2015. Do you remember 2015? You know. I do,
7: because, uh, yes, I do.
1: Tell me how you plan to prove this case besides this little typewriting. From Volvo, do you have a, you know, I mean, because it's, it's, it's kind of a big jump for him to decide what made the spare be loose three days later. It is my opinion it wasn't tightened. I mean, any, he's right. The defendant's right. Anything can happen in three days. You could be driving it because you don't think it's a big deal. You could hit something and it could be loose. A donut is a totally temporary solution. You're talking about blaming them for not tightening it correctly. And the only evidence you have is the Volvo guy guessing because he has no idea. It is not, you know, he. It, the fact that he sees wheel bolt holes in the hub bearing were egg-shaped. That was indicative of customers' spare tire being loose. Yeah, we know that the tire got loose eventually. We just don't know what made it loose. We know that that thing ripped right off and your darn car and you're very lucky that you're safe and healthy, that the carpet... So, yeah, we know the thing came loose, but how do we deduce that it is as a result of them and an improper job versus it's three days later. You don't know the first thing about this. There are rules about driving on a donut. You can't drive faster than X. You can't drive longer than X. And none of this is known by you. And um, it's just, you know, when you come to court, you have the burden of proving by a preponderance of the evidence that your version is correct. And I don't think that you're proving it um, just based on that sentence by that guy, which I think is pure supposition. I don't believe that you have proven that they owe you $3,000 based on what I've listened to. My verdict in this case is for the defendant.
8: So the plaintiffs fail. Let's talk to them now, see how they react to this. Uh, I can't help but wonder, what are you thinking right now? You waited five years to come to court, and now you're here, and look what happened. What are you thinking?
6: I think it's still ridiculous that someone, as he even stated, could rush through, do a shoddy job at replacing my tire, and then I have my life put at risk, but it's not
8: his fault.
6: Um, It's just interesting,
8: but... Fact is, you just didn't have enough proof to uh, convince the judge that the defendant was guilty. So I'm sorry about that, but that's the way it is. On the other hand, Mike, how do you feel? I, I presume you feel vindicated to a degree, am I right?
9: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's. Um, I'm sorry what happened to the plaintiff, but I think a lot of people forget sometimes that tow truck operators, they're first responders too. And we put our lives out there every single day. You know, I think people forget that. And you know, that's always been my message and that's why I'm in this industry is because we try to help people. So are those donut tires,
8: are they safe enough?
9: I would not drive one or recommend anyone driving on them to go from your breakdown location directly to a repair shop. If they're not there, if it's after hours, park it there, leave it there. If you gotta drive home at a short distance, call a tow truck, spend the extra few bucks, just have it towed. It's not worth the risk.
8: That's probably very good advice. Thank you very much. Okay. You're welcome. Thank you. I learned something
3: there. That'll do it for this case. Time for Harvey. Harvey? So, Doug, I mean, look, the judge said that the plaintiff didn't meet the burden of proof. Uh, I want to explain this because it's really important. If you have a service performed for you, And you have reason to believe it wasn't performed correctly, like here, where the plaintiff heard this kind of banging noise uh, as she was driving. And you don't do anything about it. It may end up your responsibility, at least in part, even if the job wasn't done correctly. That's because you have a responsibility to minimize your damages. In the law, it's called mitigation of damages. If you know that you're suffering damage, for example, if you know something's wrong with the tire, but you keep driving and keep driving, and you know something bad's going to happen, and you don't do anything about it, you're at the very least partially responsible for what actually happens. So. You've got to be vigilant when you have a service performed. You've got to listen and look. And if things don't seem right, you have to take corrective action. If you don't, you could end up in the wrong end of a lawsuit.
1: So we started dating in January. I was also dating another John.
2: Yeah, how about that? You had a long list of Johns.
1: (laughs) I was not where I stood on that list. But what did you get? I Um, got a dozen roses in the morning. uh And then I got another dozen roses in the afternoon so i was well i was thinking they were from each john but i i didn't know because they
2: came from john because they came
1: from john that was so i called the florist right and then found out that it was just a florist error and that the only john who had sent me flowers was you (laughs) and the rest is history
2: (laughs) and it was about a year later you got a ring Right, right, under threat of ultimatum. Yeah, there was an right? ultimatum that you laid I told down.
1: you that I'm, on our first date. Our first I said, date. don't flatter yourself. Right. I just spent six years in a relationship. I'm, a, I'm, I'm hitting 30. Mm-hmm. I'm an old maid in my culture. You got a year to figure out what you're doing. <laughs> and I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to whine. I'm not going to pressure. I'm just going to be gone. Right. So think back to this moment and this discussion, because I don't have any more time to waste.
8: I think I made the right choice. <laughs> <laughs>